What's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Bennett from Underground Sports Philadelphia. Outside the Box has become such a huge success, we're giving it its own podcast feed. You guys have come out in droves and made this thing such a huge project for us. It's unbelievable. So, Outside the Box is moving to its own individual podcast feed starting in October. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at OTBLaxPod to know when that pod feed goes live so you can subscribe there. You don't miss a single beat of what Herm and I are bringing. You don't miss any guests. And uh, you can always drop those five-star ratings and reviews to uh, pump the pod feed up and uh, make it an even bigger success as we head into year two of lacrosse coverage right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. So yes, the month of October, outside the box, its own podcast feed. Get hype. We'll see you guys soon. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Mike Yostrowski in association with Underground Sports Philadelphia. And welcome back to another edition of the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Yes, it is me, Kyle, doing the intro because Mikey has a lot of things going on in life and couldn't be on the pod tonight. So I am holding it down with the homie, making his return to the network right here. Alex Ocasio is in studio to help out this week. What's going on, brother? What's up, Kyle? I'm doing good. Ready to, you know try and survive this fantasy landscape with the rest of y'all i am not surviving right now <laughs> and as always this podcast brought to you by trophysmack.com and our friends over at trophy smack but i'm not surviving i have lost three in a row not looking good lost both of my leagues my my charity league that i'm playing for chris long's water boys foundation i am doing chris long an injustice with my team because i started baker mayfield this week because I was like, all right, Josh Allen, I don't know how he's going to play. He was a little concussed. Baker Mayfield, you let me down. And you <laughs> looked like a complete clown out on the field yesterday against yeah. the 49ers. Granted, we have underrated the 49ers as a whole. Yeah. That running back tandem, that which we will get great. into, that defense is crazy. Nick Bosa looks like a stud. The whole family's just built to last. We're going to get into it all. But uh, going around the league, I think the biggest news is that Saquon – He's not playing on yep. Thursday. Jalen Samuels. I don't know how people thought he was going to play. Yeah, he's he's still a little bit of ways away. Yeah, I'm still not even sure he's going to play in week. I think they, if they're smart, they bring him back week four just to like be on the safe side. But if they're smart, they just wait until after the bye week. Yeah. So he has that full blown rest. It? I think they have a week twelve bye or a week eleven bye. <laughs> you cannot have a week. I mean, you long. can. It's, it's you up to you. Fantasy players would be in an uproar. Kyle. That's why I, I made the suggestion. You listen to it to trade Saquon Barkley if you are in a redraft league. I did trade Saquon. I know well, a lot I, of people listened. And the return's got to be there. Yes, the return you has to be saying. there. But Saquon not going to play, and I don't know why people expected him to play on a short week. There's no need to, especially when you're going up against arguably the number one defense in the NFL right now, the New England Patriots. There's just no need. 
Uh, Jalen Samuels, a hot waiver pickup last week and the week before. He's going to be out for a month, got his knee scoped, and uh, that's a big blow to a already depleted Pittsburgh Steelers offense, Mason Rudolph. I'm just happy he's okay yeah. after that hit. Dude, that was scary. It's going to, you know, him being out for however long is going to do big-time damage to Juju Smith-Schuster's stock, to yeah. James Conner's stock. Know. Dude, Hodges? Hodges. <laughs> the human bird caller? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. He looked, he looked honestly, he looked, he looked For what looked he fine. is, he looked good. You know what I'm saying? It didn't but, look much better with Mason Rudolph in there. Right. So like, Long-term, I'm still concerned about James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster. Absolutely. Yeah, no question about it. Um, we got to talk about the Browns, though. Yeah. That offense is in turmoil, and I've been saying it for weeks because yeah. Freddie Kitchens is not a good coach. <laughs> he, You look at the way they're lining things up, and it's not set up for any of them to succeed in the I, passing yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, I re, like say what you want about Baker. I kind of feel bad for him in this situation because like his O-line is just getting him killed. His O-line is terrible, which takes a hit fantasy-wise on Baker Mayfield. Jarvis Landry and Odell, and yeah. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was not good last night, plus it was a negative game script as we record this on Tuesday. I mean, he was like 16 for 87. So I think that's still that's still four yards But that's carry. that's a, a, a an off night when yeah. you're talking about Nick Chubb, especially okay. after what he did against the Baltimore right, Ravens right, right. and just absolutely it wasn't a ravaged them. It was not a Nick Chubb game. You know you're bad when you're starting off the game with Odell Beckham throwing the ball instead of Baker Mayfield. Um <laughs> I am nervous about Odell Beckham, and we'll get into that in a little bit too. I'd be nervous for every wide receiver. But uh, the the performers of the week this week were all over the place. There was a lot of surprises. There was some big-time games, some you know typical guys at the top of the leaderboard in terms of fantasy points. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the guys I told you that I was going to be benching until further notice, they are it's it's further notice. They are off my bench because, <laughs> guys, this week, I don't know how it's possible, but five guys on my bench, Calvin Ridley, Will Fuller, Mohamed Sanu, Tevin Coleman, and Michael Gallup outscored my starting lineup. Will Fuller, you get the championship belt of the week because yeah. you went absolutely off. Will Fuller in full-point PPR leagues. Will Fuller... 53.7 points. The owners were pretty happy with, you know, if you if played you started him, him. If you played him, which I don't know if it's like from what I've seen from people that I play fantasy with and, you know, people that they play fantasy with, a lot of people seem to have started Will Fuller, which is nice. It was a good match. I wish I was one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, if you didn't, you know, I, hey, look, the, last week to, um, I lost my fantasy league by 11 points. Didn't start Chris Godwin. Against the Rams. We all know on this show, Godwin equals Godwins. Yep. You always start Chris Godwin. He it was is, that day I decided, rain or shine, I would always play Chris Godwin. He is our guy on this show. Um, but, you know, Will Fuller, obviously the number one fantasy performer of the week at the wide receiver position and overall. Number one running back, Mikey, unfortunately was not your, quote, best player on the planet, Christian McCaffrey. It was Aaron Jones going absolutely berserk against the Dallas Cowboys yeah. for 49.2 fantasy points. Unreal. Rushed for four touchdowns, which had never been done against the Dallas Cowboys in their history. Think oh, about that. It felt so good to With see. how long the Cowboys have been a team and, you know, their, quote, unquote, storied franchise and everything. Right. No running back had ever rushed for four touchdowns. Until Sunday, when Aaron Jones 
just went absolutely off for 107 rushing yards, four touchdowns, had seven receptions, which is something that a lot of Aaron Jones owners and people that you know invested in Aaron Jones in either redraft leagues or dynasty leagues were looking for, and literally, you know, at the altar every single Sunday, praying. <laughs> Matt LaFleur, please, 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 for the love of God, get Aaron Jones involved in the passing game. And they did that. Granted, yes, they did. it probably helped that Jamal Williams, unfortunately, is out with injury. But Aaron Jones, seven receptions for 75 yards. You will take that any day of the week. <laughs> that is just... Yeah, man, I mean, Aaron, jo- Aaron, Aaron Jones, man, Pac-Man. That's my guy. I, like, as an Eagles fan and... As a Aaron Jones owner, like nothing felt as good as watching that game against the Cowboys. It was great. And Aaron Jones, your number one running back of the week. Christian McCaffrey, like I said, Mikey, self-proclaimed best player on the planet. He's one of the best. Uh, went absolutely off against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't expect anything less from Christian McCaffrey week in and week out. That's just what happens. Yeah. You know, he's... There's some players that are just built differently, ladies and gentlemen. Grass is green, water's wet, and Christian McCaffrey scores (laughs) touchdowns. It's just what he does. It's in his DNA. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he did it again for Mikey's brand. So, shout out to one run, CMC. Um, But, you know, looking at the landscape of some of these fantasy points, you know, Deshaun Watson obviously goes off if Will Fuller has that type of of day. Deshaun Watson went off. It was uh, bound to happen for Deshaun Watson. It was bound to happen. He's D- a good quarterback. He's got too many weapons. Q Baby Shark, but in the term in the in the in the tune of DJ Shark. Yeah. My brand thriving. I look smart as hell. I've been pounding the table for DJ Shark as the number one wide receiver in this Jaguars offense for over a year. He's been balling out. He has been absolutely dynamic this year. Minshew mania, too. Minshew looks great. And even though the Jaguars lost, DJ Chark, 11 targets, 8 receptions, 164 yards, and 2 touchdowns. He's just doing it. That's the type of receiver that they've needed. It's the the Allen Robinson replacement. Right. And it's a little bit of justice for what happened to Justin Blackman years ago where the Jaguars never got to see him on the field because of his off-the-field issues. DJ Chark is absolutely balling out. And in a rare turn event, events, a top-10 fantasy performer this week, the Philadelphia Eagles defense goes absolutely bananas against the New York Jets. Ten sacks. Ten sacks, two touchdowns. Fly, Eagles, fly. If you had the Eagles defense, you were living life. Absolutely. Adam Thielen after... A week of turmoil with the Minnesota Vikings. Got the ball. The Vikings won a game. Yep. Um, Josh Jacobs goes off in England, in London. And nobody saw that one coming. No. That was one thing that I will admit we were wrong last week. We were wrong about Josh Jacobs. A lot of people were wrong about Josh Jacobs. You know, you're playing against one of the top defenses in the league in the Bears. You're switching time zones. You're switching countries. And Josh Jacobs goes for 123 yards, two touchdowns, rushing, and three catches for 20 yards. You will take that from Josh Jacobs as much as you can, especially with Derek Carr as the quarterback there. Absolutely. Um, Matt Breida, though, and Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman returning from injury on Monday Night Football last night. Matt Breida, that one-two punch looks lethal. I'm a Matt Breida stan. He's he's good. Like It feels good to see him. You know, out there just balling up. He's very good. He, when he has a ball in his hands, he can make plays happen. Absolutely, and we saw and that on the first play of the game for the 49ers. 83-yard rushing touchdown. Matt Breida, 
doubled his fantasy points for the season mm-hmm. just last night. Yeah. Was absolutely a monster. Tevin Coleman, absolutely a monster. A lot of credit needs to go to Kyle Shanahan, too. For, for sure. Kyle Shanahan's offense is built for the line. tight end, which they have one of the best tight ends in the league. It's built for the running back. We saw that when he was with the with Washington. We saw that when he was with the Falcons. And it's built for a fullback who unfortunately got hurt, so their offense could take a bit of a hit with Kyle Juszczyk going down. But Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman look like the two running backs you have to own from the 49ers. Raheem Mostert's going to take a back seat now that Tevin Coleman's back. and So if Tevin Coleman's on your waivers, doesn't hurt to check, make sure you scoop him. Scoop him up real quick. I have Tevin Coleman. He's been on my bench. Uh, Dalvin Cook continues to perform at an elite pace. Um I'm taking another victory lap. Though. I don't think he's going to do too well this week, though. Wink, Take, wink. That's going to be a fun matchup to look at. That we'll get into that later on in the show. But I'm taking another victory lap on Dak Prescott. Sure, he threw for 463 yards and two touchdowns, but he threw three interceptions. Yeah. Only 26 points with those numbers is unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks he threw the three picks. You know. But Michael Gallup coming back from injury again. He and Tevin Coleman both look great. Coming off of injury. So if you're a Michael Gallup owner and you waited out the couple weeks he was out, good for you. I yeah. did, but he was on my bench. So it's another uh, another person on the way we are definitely keeping him. Yeah, you definitely he he's a must own. Austin Eckler, even with Melvin Gordon back, still the number one guy yeah. this week. Very performed really well. Because I started Melvin Gordon this week. So. As did I. And yeah. it was terrible. It was very sad. But Alex, the number one surprise fantasy performer of the week. Who's that go to? Byron Pringle. Goes oh. absolutely off for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs wide receiver. Puts up a nice, nice stat total. Uh, 22.3 full point PPR fantasy points on nine targets, six receptions for 103 yards and a touchdown. With the yeah. Chiefs offense right now. Anybody, any given Sunday, man, with the Chiefs wide receiver. Tyreek Hill is <laughs> slated to potentially come back this week, so that could hurt Byron Pringle. Fingers crossed, ladies and gentlemen, but for that one. Sammy Watkins went out with injury early in the game against the Colts on Sunday night, so that's something to monitor when it comes to Sammy Watkins. Right. So that could open the door for Byron Pringle to it, get more playing time. But he was really getting a lot of playing time because Sammy Watkins went out. So, like, if Tyreek Hill comes back, I imagine it's not looking too great. I think if when Tyreek comes back, it's going to do more damage to Miko Hardman because they're clones. Well, I just think in general most. Because, like, right, the issue is like right now in Kansas City, there's your number one read is probably Travis Kelsey. And then it's, and even Travis Kelsey hasn't seen the type of production right. we're used to and this it's year. It's because they're missing that deep, right. that true deep threat right now. Even with Miko Harbin there, I mean, it, it just hasn't. Right. It hasn't, it's not the same. But Byron Pringle, he's going to be a hot waiver wire ad. Absolutely. You know, as you guys listen to this on Wednesday, your waivers rule have already cleared. But if Byron Pringle's out there, you have a roster spot or you have guys on a bye week and you can, you know, make room on your roster, I'd pick them up because, you know, we've talked about this week in and week out. It's literally anybody on that Chiefs offense can have a, have a day, and it was Byron Pringle's day on Sunday Night Football. What better way to do it than under the lights of Sunday Night Football? Right. In a in a rare loss for the Chiefs too against the Colts, um, but Byron Pringle, absolutely dynamic game. Sony Michelle came to life this week for the New England Patriots. Had his be- his best performance of the year: ninety one rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, and thirty two receiving yards on three catches. Yeah. How do we feel about Sony Michelle right now? I mean, it was against Washington, so like I, I feel like I just I gotta see more because he hasn't been doing too hot before. And I mean, 
I have him in one league. He's put up like eight points, ten points, seven points. So I mean, Sony Michelle, I just I got to see it against some stiff competition. You know what I'm saying? Calvin Ridley, I said he was benched until further notice. It is further notice. Take him off your bench yeah. because, I mean, Dan Quinn is coaching for his job right now. They're airing it out. They're airing it out now. They are just gonna throw, 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 it's and. Good to see. For fantasy, you need to play him. You need to play Calvin Ridley. You need to play Julio Jones, obviously. And if you have Muhammad Sanu and you can play him, I would play him because they're going to continue to throw the ball as much as they can to save Dan Quinn's ass. Yeah. So he doesn't get fired after a one and four start. They literally have, you know, because I just consider Devontae Freeman another wide receiver, honestly. That's right now, that's him. what he is. <laughs> that's, all they, that's all they use. And they don't even so, use him like a running back. You got to play all your Falcons playmakers right now because they're just going to be playing from behind, it seems, unless they go out to a hot start. They got absolutely crushed against Houston, another yeah. you know on-and-off team this week. Austin Hooper had an okay game. Austin Hooper has evolved into a top-seven tight end, and absolutely. Mikey called that. Mikey called that early in the, yeah. in the uh, you know preseason process for fantasy. He said Austin Hooper is going to be a top-five, top-seven tight end. I think he might be top-five. He's already there, in my opinion, so... Fire up all your Falcons playmakers because Dan Quinn is, you know, apparently they're not going to fire him, but, man, his hot seat has to be, like, scalding hot. Yeah, because absolutely. Because they look terrible. Which makes it look bad on us. <laughs> yeah. It looks bad on the Eagles. Um, yeah. But, I mean, overall, a very interesting week of fantasy. Um, you know, Carson Wentz gets pulled in the fourth quarter because the Eagles were putting a whooping Shutting them out. on the Jets. Um, so that kind of hurt Carson Wentz owners a bit. Yeah. But, you know, with the Eagles continuing to get healthy, that's not going to happen as much because their competition gets more stiff. So don't panic when it comes to Carson Wentz. I wouldn't panic because I think the offense is going to do fine. They got It's, it's definitely going to be rough sledding because I think we play Dallas, the Bills. And this, this week against the Vikings, so. Yeah. And then Playing some tough defenses coming up. So it is going to be tough, I think, for the Eagles playmakers. So if you have other options, we'll get into that too. But I still like Jordan Howard. Still like – I love Jordan Howard right now. He looks fantastic. He's on your waiver wire, you know. If he's still he on your waiver wire. there after last week. After we told you to pick him up last yeah. week. If he's still on your waiver wire. What are you doing? The league you're in is acting a fool. <laughs> um but I mean, there was there was some dominant fantasy performances this week. Obviously, with Will Fuller, like we said, Chris Carson looked great on Thursday yeah. Night Football, nineteen point three points. That is the clear cut best running back in that backfield. There's not Absolutely, even a there's no question about it. Chris Carson is the running back to own there. Cortland Sutton continues to make me look fantastic. Uh, he yeah. had another dominant performance. Granted, a lot of his points came on one giant touchdown catch, but, but he's a good wide receiver. Almost twenty points for Cortland Sutton this week. You can week. see it when he plays too. Absolutely, you'll take that. Any week from Cortland Sutton. Um, how do we feel about Pat Mahomes? Kind of a down game. Obviously, he's the best quarterback in the league. But he did get injured. Mm-hmm. Are we panicking a little bit in a sense of where you're a Pat Mahomes owner, you only own one quarterback? Are you picking up another quarterback this Absolutely week? Absolutely not. Because you're not. The only time you're picking up another quarterback is when Pat Mahomes is on by. That's it. Like, you drafted Pat Mahomes, you're playing Pat Mahomes. No matter what happens, like rain or shine. You can't spend, like, a second, third-round pick on a player and then bench him for somebody yeah. else. Um, so, Pat Mahomes, I mean, it's something to watch. 
Absolutely. Because it affects his mobility, and it was obvious on Sunday Night Football. Well, barring the, the ankle injury, but the, I don't think it was as, like, from what I understand, he's he's been fine. He's been right. practicing. They're, they're going to limit him at practice, but I don't see him missing time. So, even with an ankle injury, honestly, if you have, especially if Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill is back, you know, if you have Pat Mahomes, just, I would just keep playing Pat Mahomes. It's the same thing with Deshaun Watson owner. Yeah. Like, he had a couple rough couple weeks. But you play Pat, you play Deshaun Watson for like games like the ones he had this past week. Speaking of Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller going off. Where's DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> DeAndre is. Hopkins is low key on the side of a milk carton right now. Last week, 15.8 points, the second best full point PPR fantasy performance. But DeAndre Hopkins this year has two touchdowns. Last year, DeAndre Hopkins had 11 touchdowns. We are heading into week six. That's concerning to me, right. is the fact that the Texans just cannot get DeAndre Hopkins involved consistently. I don't know what it is, if it's the play calling, if it's that the Texans' offensive line is absolute garbage, mm-hmm. or a combination of just like the Texans aren't a good team. Um, I mean, I don't think they're a bad team. I just think it's... You know, this Kansas City game is obviously going to show something for DeAndre Hopkins because the issue is that Kansas City has a decent secondary. I think they're like ranked what, like 16th or like 17th mm-hmm. in the, against the pass. So, but I don't think this is a secondary that it can necessarily stop DeAndre Hopkins. So I think it's going to be a big test for him because after this Kansas City Chiefs game, it is looking like light work in terms of scheduling for DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I think he plays. Who do you play? He already played Arizona. He plays Indiana, Oakland after that. Oakland's got one of the worst secondaries in the league. Easy. And then Jacksonville. defenses. You know, outside I, of Khalil Mack. And, and if Deshaun Watson's throwing four touchdowns a game, would he throw five this week? Yep, five with no interceptions. So, yeah. So, I mean, like if – For the if third time in his career. If your quarterback's done. doing numbers like that, then, you know, eventually the love will get spread around. You know what I'm saying? So, so we're not concerned. We're not – we're not – Abandoning ship just yet, you know what I'm saying? Unless you can get like a a king's ransom. Yeah, definitely not like the trade that I seen earlier. Let let people know about this trade. (laughs) Let people know about this trade because you told me this before we started recording, and my jaw hit the floor. Yeah, I I gotta get a I gotta get some cement to pair up a hole in the studio floor because my jaw hit that thing so hard from this trade. So in one league I'm in, um, you know it's. It's rough sledding because if you finish in last place, you got to wear a clown suit to like. I think we're going to like Applebee's. You might have to vlog this. Yeah, and and last place. So yeah, some people sometimes people do crazy things, but uh, I think the trade was D Hop, uh, Chris Carson, and AJ Green for Melvin Gordon, Jarvis, and Miles Sanders. And I, I didn't crazy. Ever, I didn't get it myself because like the guy he traded him to was already like second place in the division. I feel like he could have at least gotten some better players, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, not giving up A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's it's just crazy. It's looking like a lock for the dude in first place right now. So we talked about our top fantasy performers, and guys like Will Fuller, guys like Christian McCaffrey, and guys like Aaron Jones this week probably gave you a win to help propel you towards that trophy at the end of the year. And who better to go to? To get that trophy for your league and, and, you know, tout that thing around, then at our friends at (laughs) TrophySmack.com. TrophySmack is the 
go-to for all your fantasy championship needs. They've got trophies, Alex. They've got rings. They've got plaques. And they've got championship belts. Belts. You can rock that thing like the rock. Like wrestling belts? Wrestling belt. Like Aaron Rodgers discount double check type (laughs) championship belts. All of their items come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And you can completely customize them the way you want and get them engraved the way you need. You can order today and receive the first engraving for free as well as free shipping. And if you go to trophysmack.com and use the promo code GOALLINE, that's all one word, G-O-A-L-L-I-N-E, at checkout, you get a free championship ring that is a $59 value. Free. That is right, F-R-E-E. You get a free championship ring with the purchase of any trophy or belt. So you're telling me if I go to trophysmack.com, and at checkout, I type in goal line. Now, does it got to be in all caps? All caps, all one word, G-O-A-L-L-I-N-E. I get a free ring worth $59. A $59 value for free with your first purchase of a championship trophy or belt. Sounds like a deal. You can't beat it. So yeah. go to our friends at trophysmack.com. Use promo code GOALLINE, G-O-A-L-L-I-N-E, for a free championship ring that is a $59 value. Gives you something to win for. Exactly. Not only do you carry that trophy or belt around, but on your ring finger, yep, you'll you be can, rocking that bling. You can flex. Exactly. The, the, the big flex for your draft next year to just keep on bragging. So that's our friends at trophysmack.com. We greatly appreciate them for sponsoring our podcast. But... Looking at the the duds of the week that we kind of hinted at, and you know we're not panicking about panicking about DeAndre Hopkins. I'm panicking about James Conner. Yeah, I mean it, James Conner, eleven point five fantasy points this week. After we saw what Nick Chubb did to the Baltimore Ravens defense, you would think they'd be able to game plan a little bit better than yeah. I mean, I what think they the, did. The issue with is that I think the offense is just not the same. I think the right now the Packers. I mean, I'm sorry. The Steelers got one of the worst like offenses. They're terrible. It's because of their, their quarterback situation, and it's like it sucks. Big because Ben got smacked up with an elbow injury. There's nothing you can do. They got rid that. of their playmakers, <laughs> and that's what everybody in Pittsburgh wanted. Yeah. They wanted to roll with Big Ben and get rid of Le'Veon and get rid of Antonio Brown. And sure, getting rid of AB looks fantastic right now for the things going on off the field with yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, not even playing, but. So. Juju looks like a serviceable player. He Juju looks good. looks good, but he's having a regression. I think the, e, the I mean, but I think Juju's problem is the quarterbacks. Yeah, he like he, Mason Rudolph, not great at getting the ball down the field. Right, he's a nice you know check down type quarterback, but he can't get the ball down the field. Yeah, and they had to come up with like you know different schemes to try and like throw people off their game. Obviously, that didn't work with the Ravens. You know, I was and thinking. you know you got teams stacking the box against James Conner now yeah. and. He's not what he was last year. Everybody last year was saying, oh, James Conner's going to replace Le'Veon Bell and going to be the next Lev Bell. He's got the talent. We've seen it. Right. But when you the have defenses that you can't keep honest because they know you can't throw the ball, right? James Conner, kind of a fantasy liability at this point. Yeah, it hurts. The only way, like, if you can move James Conner, like... I would do it. I, but I don't think you're going to get, like, great value from right no. now. No, you'll, you'll get mid-value. If you if you were smart, you sold him this week. Like you before. might have to pair with somebody to, to get like a decent, you know, like a, you, a good return. If you were smart, you sold him after the dominant performance he had last week. Right. Um, but I mean, James Conner right now 
if you can move him, I would try to move him. Yeah, especially in redraft leagues. Yes. In dynasty leagues, I don't think it's going to be as because Ben Simmons. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Simmons, man. I'm, st- I'm still loaded <laughs> off the three, honestly. Um, ben Roethlisberger's not going to be there forever. But he will be back, and then I'm, you're assuming they're going to draft a quarterback yes. soon, especially if they if they finish like last in the division. And there's a couple good QBs. We got to remember they don't have a first round pick because they spent that on Minka Fitzpatrick, oh. so they'll be going mid round for the quarterback. But you know, Ben Roethlisberger with an elbow injury, you don't know how he's going to bounce back from that. Right. Mason Rudolph, like we said, can't get the ball down the field. It, it's I think right now as we sit here getting ready for Week Six in 2019. If you're in a redraft league, absolutely sell James Conner. Right. If you're in a keeper league, like I am with James Conner, I am considering moving James Conner. And this is only year two of four that I have with James Conner. So the fact that I'm even thinking about it and, you know, just the... It's rough. But I think he's a good player. He's definitely a good player. You know, but I've right seen, now, the way he runs. if you have better options... Yeah. You need to play those better options. And thankfully, I have a guy like Tevin Coleman on my bench that I can play. Melvin Gordon's going to get more integrated into my offense. That's what I'm rolling with. I got to play Te- – if you have Tevin Coleman and you have James Conner, you're playing Tevin Coleman right now Agreed. over James Conner. It just has to happen. Would you rather have James Conner or Philip Lindsay? That's tough. You know, if anything, I feel like you might have to package something with James Conner to get Philip Lindsay after the past That's couple tough. games. Because the thing with Philip Lindsay is, you know, we've talked. Me and Mikey have talked about this. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman are in a time the two truest. guys. They're in a true timeshare, yeah. and they're both putting up equal points. Like they're right. pu- giving you anywhere from ten to like thirteen and a half points in a, right. in a full PPR league. Uh, Philip Lindsay had like. He had 100 yards rushing last week. And it's just so tough to gauge that Denver backfield. Yeah, because Royce Freeman is a good running back. Definitely. And with Philip Lindsay, it's, you know, Philip Lindsay just has more potential to make that big play, which I think bodes well for a stat line. But uh, it's whatever they're doing right now, I guess, is kind of working for him. I mean, they beat that's a, the that's Chargers, a very so. good question. I might have to put that as a Twitter poll. Yeah. Uh, James Conner. Or Philip Lindsay. You know where people can actually answer that question, Alex? We're gonna they can that. go to the Apple Podcast reviews, leave a five-star review, because we have standards. We know you do, too. And <laughs> let us know, who would you rather have, James Conner or Philip Lindsay, on your fantasy roster as we get ready for week six? Because mm-hmm. right now, they're similar players. They're giving you that same fantasy output pretty much week in and week out. And it's a good question. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a tough one to answer because they're both similar right now. And it's crazy to think that James Conner, after the year he had last year, is similar to Philip Lindsay, who also had a very good year last year. But that's a decision that I think is a tough one to determine just because of how similar they are right now. Right. But with the with the Steelers being on quarterback number three... Yeah, I think I'd you rather. You gotta have, think you'd rather have Philip Lindsay. I think I'd, I'd rather have Philip Lindsay as well. And I have James Conner. You know, it's just. Um, granted, it isn't a dynasty league, but I just think Philip Lindsay. It, it just he gives you more potential for like a crazy game than mm-hmm. James Conner can at this point. Let's stick in the AFC North. The Bengals. Before we started recording, we said they stink. Yeah. They're not good. But you know who is good? Are we concerned about Joe Mixon? Uh. I mean, I would be, you know, I'm a lot 11. of eleven point nine fantasy points this week. The O line sucks very much, so. But we knew that coming into the season. That's also true. It sucked last year too, and Joe Mixon, you know, he did fine. 
drafted good. AJ Green's still not back. Right. We don't so, know when he's coming back. So you can't even bank on that helping the offense at this point. I mean, yeah. I like I would you're just got you got to tough it out if you're Joe Mixon mm-hmm. owner. Unless you can get some good return Especially for him. with where people drafted Joe Mixon this year. Definitely to in the be second round. One of their RB1s, if yeah. not the RB1 on your roster. It's going to be tough, but you're going to have to, to yeah, stick it out. Um, the number one dud of the week for me this week, with Devontae Adams being out and the way that that Packers-Cowboys game kind of went, Marquez Valdez-Scantling having 2.8 fantasy yeah. points I started him. was frustrating to was me. <laughs> you know, he's the number one wide receiver on paper going into that game with Devontae Adams out with turf toe. Credit my pops at Batman Bennett on Twitter. He diagnosed that injury right away. Uh, but Devontae Adams being out, that was like the floodgates are open for Marquez Valdez-Scantling to open up this offense for him and be that number one you know, wide receiver against the Cowboys team that, sure, they have good corners, but they're not fast. Right. And he should have been able to beat them, but yeah, I mean, I, they gotta, beat him on the ground. Exactly. I think it that's partial to why he didn't have as you know as good as good a game. Usually, he's good for at least like four receptions for fifty yards. Right. But the fact that they were just running the ball so well, and Aaron Jones was just. Easily getting the ball into the end zone. He was I mean, spreading it around like Thanksgiving, though. Everybody yeah. was there, and he was like, you get some. He was like, Oprah, <laughs> you get a catch, and you get a catch, and you get a catch. So yeah. I was disappointed I because was <laughs> Devontae Adams is more than likely coming back this week uh, if he can you know, get in some practice and all that good stuff. But to to not take advantage of that situation for MVS was, was frustrating to me, especially being an MVS stan. I said... He's the wide receiver, the wide receiver two on that team to own over Geronimo Allison. Correct. And you know he just put up a dud, and it happens. But in a game like I said, where Devontae Adams is not there, you want to see more production from MVS, and we just didn't get it this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it just, it it sucks. You know, Devontae Adams will be back too, which is going to hurt his value. So, but Aaron Jones still looking great. Stud. Um, you know we never talked who we never talked about on the Bengals, TB eighty three. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, still truth. waiting for him to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Boyd, man, he's he's I a was, legitimate I wide was, receiver. One. I was nervous heading into that game because I was I thought about sitting him. Thank God I didn't. It looked rough heading until you hit the fourth four quarter and then he just started going off. And I blame more Andy Dalton for that than I Absolutely. Tyler Boyd. I'm like, dude, like this is clearly your best receiver on the team. Why aren't you? How do you him lose the, the Cardinals? Yeah, Kyler Murray, man, he was just Balled tearing out. up the defense. Um, I love I love Tyler Boyd, especially yeah. as long as AJ Green is out, he's going to continue to eat. He's a better option than John Ross, even though you know John Ross is out right now. Even when AJ Green comes back, though, I mean, we yeah, see- you don't know what is going to you know come to fruition with him. Even you don't if- know if he's going to be healthy. But even if so, if AJ Green comes back and he you know immediately takes back his number one wide receiver status, you know he's as good as he remembers. This still doesn't. Keep Tyler Boyd. This doesn't hurt Tyler Boyd no. at all because we've seen him do this. If before. anything, it helps him, right? Because they're going to have less coverage. People are going to obviously have to follow AJ Green, but he's going to be more of a decoy. It's the Will Fuller effect too. Yes, you know what I'm saying. I mean, the D. I guess it's the D Hop effect for sure. You know, because like when you have all that coverage on you, it frees up your next best receiver. Mm-hmm. So, are we concerned about Alshon Jeffrey? Um, not- 11, 11 fantasy points this week. You know, round it up if you're in PPR and everything. But 
I'm not he's, super concerned. I he's mean, he's the number one receiver in this Eagles offense, and I think the issue is they just don't have a deep threat right now, so it doesn't leave much space in the middle of the field. Very true. Um, you know, you're waiting for Deshaun to get back before you really judge. Yes, because when Deshaun was here, what did Alshon have? Didn't he have like two? The offense eight. You know, yeah. when Deshaun was there, it opened things up, and I think that's going to help Carson Wentz as well. Um, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I wouldn't. You know, you know I mean, there's, there's people I play over Alshon, but yes, if you have him, you're going to hold him because I don't. I don't think you're going to get anything crazy unless you're trading him to like an Eagles fan. You just got to kind of treat Alshon more as a wide receiver three right now than a wide receiver two, right? So that's definitely something to you know just keep your eye on. Like and, if he has a good matchup, that's an easy flex. Absolutely. Really super easy fight. Now, he doesn't have a great matchup this week. Yeah, it's, it's rough sledding for most Eagles. But, players. like we said, wait till Deshaun gets back, which is still a couple more weeks away, which is concerning for Deshaun Jackson. If you have Deshaun Jackson in fantasy, I'd consider dropping him right now just because it's an unknown when he's going to be back. Yeah, I'm not dropping him just yet. If you have an IR spot, put him on your IR. Agreed. But I mean, I have him in one league where I don't have an IR spot, and I'm the tough thing out. is now with the bye week starting to come through, and you know he's not expected right. back until at least week and I do, seven. I do have good wide receiver depth in that one. So it's out, so. it's one of those things where if you need roster flexibility, it might be time but, to kind of cut the cord. But keep an eye out because yeah. like there's conflicting reports. There's you, reports that say he's can, not going to be back till like week eight or something yeah. like that, and then there's some reports that say. Well, he's definitely he's not playing good. this week. Definitely not playing. Definitely this week. not playing against the Vikings. Um, that would be stupid to play him, even if he was ready to go. I would not be surprised if he's held out until the bye week. Makes Don't we have like a week ten bye though? Week ten, and we have. Nah, th- I definitely we, think he's back by the, week. The eight. thing is, is we have three straight. The Eagles have three straight road games, right. and you know, with the the most common report being he's not going to be back until at least week seven. Which, you, that's when I think he's back. I think he's probably seven or eight. Do you just wait for the one home game before the bye week against the Chicago Bears to bring him back and then have the bye week? Or do you just let him rest and get completely healthy because it is an abdominal issue and you don't want it to pop up again? Agreed. So, it's definitely something that, like, it's it's a weird injury. So, like... I don't know much about abdominal issues, but, like, I'm just saying, like, from what I've been gathering, from what I've read, it seems like he'll be back by, like, week eight. So... We'll is Todd, see. Is Todd Gurley back? Uh, well, I traded Todd Gurley, so I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not. He's had he's had some dominant performances lately. I mean, his his. I mean, it's really the touchdown more more Todd Gurley esque points that you're getting from him, though. right? But you got to think. To be fair, that one touchdown he had last week, he shouldn't even have had because Gerald Everett clearly was not down when he reached his hand out into the end zone. That should have been a touchdown for Gerald Everett. That would have boded well for my Jared Goff start. <laughs> but, say la vie, they gave it to Todd Gurley. At the, look, the, the good thing is this is a great offense, and Todd Gurley is a phenomenal red zone running back. So, if you, you know, he's going to get you points, mm-hmm. you know. Last one before we get into the matchups. After a ballistic performance from one Mike Evans puts up another clunker of a game. The gooser. Another gooser from Mike Evans. It's rough. It's rough being a Mike Evans owner right now. What what is your, you know, weather check on Mike Evans? Are we concerned? Are we... I I think I'm going to just consider this game an outlier because the Saints defense has been playing really well these past two weeks. Um, 
They do, if I'm not mistaken, who do they play next week? They play the Panthers in London. They play the Panthers? That seems like a game where I I think I would play uh, Mike Evans easily. I mean, It's like, one of those things where you have to play Mike Evans because you drafted, you drafted him, him really as well. your wide receiver one, but like, more it, than likely. You know, game script-wise, I just think that Mike Evans is going to fare well in the situation, especially if... if you know, Christian McCaffrey continues to be the dominant right. force that we've seen. They're going to have to pass. Pat. Plus, the Buccaneers don't have that great of a running game. Correct. Yeah, Ronald Jones is Ronald okay. Jones is kind of a, asserting himself as the RB one now over Peyton Barber, but but even then, he's not something. It's a it's a whole crazy. cluster of running backs on that roster, and it's and Bruce Arians doesn't like to run the ball. He James likes to gun it down the field, and you know let Jameis live and die by whatever he throws to his wide receivers or to the defense. Right. But I definitely think Chris Godwin is definitely starting to cement himself as a favorite target. Um, you know, I don't think that... And whether that's by Jameis himself or by Bruce Arians' just right. game script, Chris Godwin seems like the more safe play, Correct. I'd say. Where I think Mike Evans gives you... I can't even say he gives you higher upside, though, because... Chris Godwin's definitely the higher upside yeah. play because he, he we've seen the consistency from him pretty much every single week. Yeah. Where Mike Evans is... Fantasy wise, right now, right now, Mike, Mike Evans, Evans is definitely look like a boomer bust, which is weird to say. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally I also think it's odd. And cold play of Jameis Winston. It's too. so weird to say that in 2019, Mike Evans and DeAndre Hopkins through six weeks are boomer bust players right now. Yeah, I mean, D, D- Hop, like I said, D Hop's he'll get you like ten points. He's not getting which what is he's not drafted him to D Hop. You know, he was a top five pick, top three pick in some drafts. Right. But I think, like, bust is just, like, somebody that's just, like, screwing the pooch for you. <laughs> they're, just, they're dropping, like, five-point games every week. So you we know? talked about the top performers, the, the stinkers of the week, our fellas over at Trophy Smack. Let's get into the Week 6 matchups, Alex. Kicking things off Thursday night football, a rematch of two crazy Super Bowls back in the day. The Giants head to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Who are we starting in this game? Because from the looks of it, like we said, Saquon out. Sterling Shepard back in concussion protocol. He's going to be out, which elevates Golden Tate a bit because he's going to be the solidified wide receiver one there. But it also looks like Evan Ingram is out. Uh huh. Look, we are starting... Everybody on the New England side? Absolutely. And we are starting nobody. Fire up that Patriots defense. <laughs> on the Giants I side. mean, if you're not, I don't know why you're not playing the Patriots defense because they are the Ball number out. one D in the league. Even if Golden Tate were to play, I don't think Stephon Gilmore is, is going to care much. Is the Danny Dimes moniker done? Um, I mean, he's just had a couple rough matches. Danny Penny's this past week. You know. Give him my two cents. All pun intended. <laughs> We love money jokes, but Look, yeah, literally everybody on the Patriots, you're playing. Yeah, after spending a whole offseason roasting Daniel Jones and then him coming out, sorry, I'm just gonna give it time to see how he pans out. But I'm not playing this is any a game, Giants. This is a game where it's like you know what Golden Tate said. You know what's going to happen? Like, there's no need to play anybody, especially on a short week for both teams. You don't want to play any of these Giants players. Right. Play everybody from the Patriots that you have. James White, Sony Michelle. Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon, 100%. I mean, Edelman. Julian Edelman. That's easy. Um, easy money. You know, who's their tight end now? Because Ben Watson's not even there. Yeah, Ben Watson I got released. 
honestly. They don't even really use the tight end. Yeah. So, fire up all your Patriots playmakers. Sony Michelle, I have a, a big confidence in a repeat performance of a big game this week because that Giants defense is atrocious. Right. Um, so, with... With uh, but with Philip Dorsett out, who do you think takes over the wide receiver three? That I don't know. That one's tough. You might even want to think about firing him up, and we don't even know his name. <laughs> you know, if you're in desperation deep leagues, As like a, a sixteen team league, and even a super flex, team, depending um, on your roster. You know. But you know, your definite Patriots, you're playing. It's Adelman, Gordon, Sony, Michelle, Tom Brady. You're playing in this game. Now, I give Mikey the absurd money line of the week, the absurd uh, point spread of the week. This Giants-Patriots game, the Patriots are 16.5-point favorites at home. Alex, do the Patriots cover? Uh, with ease. My with friend. ease. So with you ease. hit that Patriots line at 16.5. That is via the Yahoo Sports app. Hashtag not a sponsor. Moving on to Sunday, 9.30 a.m. We get morning football here in the States as the Panthers and Bucks head to London in an NFC South showdown. Da-da-da. How do we feel about this game in terms of who we're playing? Like Fire him up. We're playing Mike Evans. We're playing Chris Godwin. Absolutely. O.J. Howard, again. I mean, what you got to do. like unless- I said a couple weeks ago, it's time to drop O.J. Howard because yeah. he's clearly not in know, this like, offensive even, game plan even anymore. Even you could have dropped him for this week were like, they did so bad. Like, Jimmy Graham was on waiver wires. He did trash after having, like, 18 points the previous game. Who else was on the waiver wire this week? I told everyone to replace O.J. Howard with Will Disley, so if you did, yeah, that good was, for you. That, those were the times. Um, if you if you still got O.J. Howard, you're kind of stuck with him at this point. Yeah, I mean, you should have moved on weeks yeah. ago because he's clearly not in this game plan anymore. But I think right now it's just the two wide receivers from Tampa Bay that you're playing on this team week in and week out. Yeah. I don't feel I confident play, playing Ronald Jones. I wouldn't Jones. play their running back. Jameis, I would play Jameis because in order for – Mike Evans or Chris Godwin to have a good day. I mean, you would think Jameis Winston would have a good day as well, you know. Carolina Panthers-wise with Kyle Allen in there, kind of just being a game manager, I don't trust anybody from that team except for Christian McCaffrey. That's all I'm playing in this game. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess the, the Tampa Bay defense, you know, this, uh, depending on how your team looks, I mean, I don't think Curtis Samuel is like a, a crazy flex, but you know, I still would rather not play him if I had the option. Yeah, I don't. These wide receivers have not been as involved with Kyle Allen under center. Kyle Allen has fumbling issues. He can't, you know, hold on to the ball. Yeah, just, uh, Christian I, McCaffrey is just putting the team on his back. Christian right McCaffrey now. is the only guy I feel confident week in and week out playing. Absolutely. And obviously, before we continue, the bye weeks this week are the Bills, the Bears, the Colts, and the Raiders. So if you have guys from those teams. Make sure they're out of your lineup and you're putting guys in and making waiver adjustments to uh, solidify those bye weeks Correct. because there's a lot of playmakers there. If you have any Pats playing in the Thursday game, fire sure them you, up. Make sure you take them out of your flex spot and you put them yes, in your starting spot. Sorry. Uh, this next game has the potential to be the worst game in NFL history. The Washington <laughs> Redskins head to Miami to take on the yeah. Dolphins. People are really picking up the Washington Redskins defense. Like, I don't blame them. I'd rather pick up the Dolphins' defense. I'd rather not touch anybody. The only I mean, person like, I'm even considering is Chris Thompson. On the Redskins' side? Absolutely. As a flex PPR 
Only yeah. in PPR leagues, I mean, I'm obviously. If Scary Terry plays, I'm definitely playing Scary Terry. See, I don't even know if I'm playing him because the quarterback situation. I Quarterback plus, situation, what it is, plus, that's definitely their number We didn't one even talk receiver. about this. Washington fired their head coach. Jay, Jay Gruden, Gruden is gone. Adios. He's probably going to end up in Oakland soon you know, enough. Matter of fact, Jay Gruden, good for you. Atta boy. <laughs> good for you for getting out good of the Good for muck you. That is a Washington Redskins organization. Um, but I think the only person I feel confident, like a hundred percent confident, like playing, especially with these bye weeks, with guys like Marlon Mack, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs on bye, is Chris Thompson. Right. Ty Hills on the bye. Ty Hilton's on a bye. Like, but I'm I think there's, I think if, there's better options. But if you are strapped, Terry McLaurin is. You know, if you're in a twelve team lead, there might not be a bunch of right. options. I think Terry McLaurin is definitely a, if a good flex. You're in a desperation flex need. Terry McLaurin should you be know, your guy. I, even with Colt McCoy there, he looked fine. I'm just saying, like he puts up, he put up eight points against the, the New England Patriots, which isn't amazing. But like, if you just need a filler for a week, right? It's not going to kill you. And that was the best defense in the league. They're playing Miami. You know, essentially your tight end replacement with Darren Waller being on by. Somebody's going to eat in this game. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that or it's going to be the first 0-0 tie. I hope that would just be so I for what it's worth I am not watching this game because yeah. it, I would rather watch paint dry. Moving on though to an interesting game. The Saints jump a state and they head to Jacksonville to take on Gardner Minshew, Minshew and the Jags. Mania. Teddy Bridgewater coming off a fantastic game, four touchdowns. Absolutely. You're playing Michael Thomas obviously. You're playing Alvin Kamara. With these bye weeks, you know, Jacoby Brissett on a bye, Josh Allen on a bye, uh, Derek Carr for some people that are, you know, either Roethlisberger or Drew Brees owner, would you play Teddy Bridgewater in this game? Absolutely. I, I think I would too. Even though Jacksonville's defense is pretty good, Jalen Ramsey still has a hurt back and uh, probably not going to play. <laughs> so I, think the- I, I feel confident with Teddy. Teddy looks more comfortable I think you can and if, if Teddy's weapons. out there, I'd pick him up off waivers. He's got I just elite pick him weapons. Up, up off waivers, so. Go get Teddy Bridgewater and you can play him this week. Jacksonville side, Q Baby Shark, DJ Shark. There's so many Shark. You're playing him. Uh, Leonard Fournette, you're playing in this game, even Absolutely. though the Saints defense is better than I've what it has been in years past. Leonard Fournette, you're playing him. I've come to the conclusion that Leonard Fournette is guaranteed at least one forty-plus yard run in the fourth quarter. <laughs> at least one. Are you playing Gardner Minshew in this game? Um, depending on your quarterback situation, absolutely. If you need to fill in for this, if you're week, in a two quarterback league. Yeah. If you're in one of those, leave that league. I, I mean, look, Gardner Minshew. He just he's look. He's, he's, look he's good. looked good. Yeah. He almost won the game last week for you him. He um, usually gets you at least eighteen fantasy points, which. You know, for Gardner, for like a person, for a six-round pick, Gardner yeah, Minshew looks fantastic. Um, but DJ Chark, I think, is the only wide receiver I'm playing. Yeah, from the Jaguars here on out because he's the favorite target. He's doing the most with the opportunities, and you know, if you need a flex, maybe you play DD Westbrook. That's what I was thinking. He's going to put points up, but DJ Chark is the clear-cut wide receiver one right. in Jacksonville, and that's your big play, guys. So absolutely. Uh, Bengals head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Oh. This game has a weird vibe for me. It has blowout vibes for me. Don't know how I feel about it. You got to play say, Joe, yeah, Mixon. Joe Mixon. You got to play Tyler Boyd. Uh-huh. But that's it. On the Bengals side, absolutely. That's it. Ravens, 
play Mark Ingram. Play Lamar Jackson, obviously. Definitely play Lamar Jackson. This is going to be a big Lamar Jackson game. Hollywood Brown, you got to monitor him because he is injured. Uh-huh. Um, Mark Andrews. Mark obviously. Andrews has been a top five tight end all season. So you definitely got to play Mark Andrews. Other than that, though, I don't trust Willie Sneed. Yeah, I don't. So I wouldn't play those three else. guys, and I'm playing the Ravens defense yeah. because Andy Dalton stinks. I'd play Gus Edwards before I play Willie Sneed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, though. Seahawks taking on the Humble Pie Browns. Baker. <laughs> Baker. Good God. Uh, Seahawks, I'm playing, obviously you're playing Russ. You're playing Tyler Lockett. I, for one, am playing DK Metcalf in this game because the Browns' defense has not looked great. Yeah. And DK but, uh, gets his when he runs his nine routes. I would keep an eye, too, see if, because of, as I don't know if, how long Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward are going to stay out? That's something. Even then, I'm still playing DK because he has the height advantage. Right. I mean, DK Metcalf is a good. I think he's he's more of like a boomer bust person, right? Absolutely. Now. So, but like he's a if you're there's a good chance for him to boom yes. with his athletic ability and his size. Plus, he just runs the nine route. So, yeah. Will Disley, and I Russell am playing Wilson. this week because Russell Wilson, when they're in the red zone, seems to find Will Disley more often than not. And if you're an O.J. Howard owner, you should have Will Disley on your roster and be playing him over O.J. Howard. Will Disley is looking like the pickup stud this year. Yes. Seahawks defense, you are playing them a million percent because Cleveland Browns look bad. Um, You have to play Nick Chubb in this game, but don't expect a lot because I think the Seahawks defense is going to gobble him up because – Baker looks terrible. Mm-hmm. And they do good against the run. Baker Mayfield is droppable right now at this point at, yeah. at the quarterback position. Even with the bye weeks that are occurring this week with guys like Jacoby Brissett, like Derek Carr. Um, you just can't trust Josh him. Allen. You can't. You know, I, I played Baker this week, and it was a mistake. I just made a trade for somebody who had uh, Baker Mayfield. They needed a quarterback. So you're not playing Baker until further notice which probably means he's going to go off this week because I said that. <laughs> um, I, I personally know. am not playing Jarvis Landry this week because you're going to have to play Odell because of who he is, mm-hmm. but I'm scared to play Odell. I think I'd rather put Odell in my flex spot. I feel spot. like this is a Jarvis Landry type It could game, be, though. but you know, I'd be skeptical. Because I feel like if they're going to get something. What sucks is that the Seattle's got a decent pass rush. They're great and, against the rush. And, and Baker rush being as bad as he has been, you know, I don't trust these they Browns have to throw the pass ball. catchers to put up the points that you're going to need to win your matchup. So play them, but just know they're not going to perform the yeah, way you expect, you expect crazy, them. You know? So that game is going to be I think the floor is fun. ugly. Yeah. Eagles head to the site of Super Bowl 52 where they won against the New England Patriots to take on the team they beat to get there, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to be honest with you, Chief. This is a week where I, uh, <laughs> being an Eagles fan, you know, this is a week where I think I sit my Eagles players and I just I root for the Eagles. I think the only person I'm playing is Zach Ertz. Absolutely, yeah. You know, being what they are, this yeah. is more, for the Eagles, this is more of a real-life game than a fantasy game. Correct. Uh, this could be very low-scoring. Yes, this is going to, and you know, I'm playing the Eagles' defense in this game. Uh-huh. Um, just because through six for, through the first five weeks of the season, the Eagles have the number one rush 
defense. Absolutely. And that is the precipice of the whole thing. And it's going to be tested against Dalvin Cook, who has been one of the top three running backs in the league, real life and fantasy, obviously. If you're balling in real life, you're balling in fantasy. He's a stud. I'm playing Dalvin Dalvin Cook, though, because you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely lead Dalvin Cook. Fire up, you know, I mean, our secondary is what it is. So if you have Adam Adam Thielen... Stefan Diggs Stephon is more Diggs, of a flex would, play at this point because yeah. he's not getting the ball. I don't know if I could play Stefan Diggs myself. I, I would not argue with you that. You know, because it has, hasn't looked good for him. And you know who we're not playing? Kirk Coupons because he stinks. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I really think the Eagles defense has Kirk seeing ghosts in the pocket yes. this game. So I'm playing the Eagles defense. I'm playing Zach Ertz. How do we feel about Jordan Howard in this game? Um... As of right now, I have him in the starting slot. Okay. Now, to be fair, James White is on waivers, and I do have a claim in for him. So if James White, if I get James White, I will be playing James White over Jordan. Howard. I like Jordan Howard in this game. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> he's going to be an RB two more than the RB one he has been the past couple weeks. But you're hoping he gets a touchdown. He's going to be got... a touchdown dependent RB two, and is that great? Probably not. But I do like him because I think the Eagles are going to be running the ball a lot. So, I would play Jordan Howard as kind of a, you know, potential boom if he gets the ball and he gets in a groove. Right. Um, right. And we have been known to run on the Vikings. Even right. Vikings have had good had good defense in the past. Just remember, thirty eight seven. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is more of a real life game than fantasy game for me overall. This is too. huge. So. That's on my take on the Eagles and Vikings. Yeah. Moving on to Deshaun Watson and the Texans heading to Kansas City to take on Pat Mahomes. Now, this is a fire em up This game. is what we call here on the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast a popcorn game because you're going to get your popcorn ready. You're going to sit down and watch your fantasy players go the hell off. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, you're playing him. Will Fuller, you're playing him. DeAndre Hopkins, you're playing him. The running backs in Houston, I don't yeah. know why you would be playing. Them. I don't – yeah, I wouldn't. If you're playing any of them, it's Carlos Hyde. Sadly, Carlos yeah. Hyde revenge game, former Kansas City Chief. Yep. <laughs> Chiefs, though, Pat Mahomes, yes. Travis Kelsey. Yes. Absolutely. Damian Williams, yeah, and Shady, I think you can play them. Yeah. Um, Miko Hardman. Um. Yes. Depending, depending on, on Tyreek Hill. Depending on your situation and how that plays out. I think with Tyreek And depending Hill, on Sammy Watkins, Because I don't too. think Sammy Watkins is going to play. I don't either. So, assuming Tyreek Hill comes back, I'm still comfortable playing Miko Hardman and, and Demarcus Robinson. Our surprise of the week, Byron Pringle. See, I think Byron Pringle takes the biggest hit with this, honestly. I don't know if they if use If you're him picking as much. Byron Pringle up, the only way I think you play him is as a flex. Correct. So, and I think that's if especially Tyreek because Hill doesn't the, play. The Texans' defense is atrocious, especially in the secondary. This, yeah, the pass rush is okay. The pass rush is okay, well. but that's once you get to that secondary, and we all know Pat Mahomes yeah. will. They're bad. Correct. So pretty much fire everybody up because you're going to get your popcorn ready. Yeah, sprinkle Demarcus a little, Robinson. Sprinkle a little Old Bay on that bad boy and uh, enjoy yourself a game. Moving in to the four o'clock slate, the atrocious. Atlanta Falcons head to Arizona to take on the atrocious Cardinals. Dare I say it, you're playing everybody in this game. Yeah. I mean, I'm starting. Matt Kyler Ryan, Murray. Kyler Murray. If you're a Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is the QB8 on the season right now. I'm almost positive mm-hmm. that's 
That's true. Um, You're playing every wide receiver from Atlanta. I would, play and that includes Julio, Austin Hooper, Calvin, Julio, Calvin, Muhammad Sanu, Devonte Freeman. You're playing. Yeah. Um, like I said, Austin Hooper. You're playing because tight end is so sparse, and he's just been so good. I would uh, play, and plus, this is going to be a blow up game for Austin Hooper because the Arizona Cardinals have no clue how to stop the tight end. Yeah. This is definitely going to be... Austin Hooper is going to be the tight end one this week. Yeah. So That's my prediction. DFS, I think, like, Austin Hooper is around 6,400, I'm pretty sure, somewhere around there. Fire him up. Fire him up. That's an automatic play in every single form of fantasy. Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, is I don't know if Christian Kirk's going to be back, but if he is, you're playing him. So, David Johnson, you're obviously playing those guys are who I'm, you know, counting on for the Arizona Cardinals because the Atlanta Falcons defense is atrocious. Yeah. The Cardinals defense is atrocious. This is going to be a point fest. Yeah. All Kyler Murray, day I long. Think, reaps the biggest benefit from this game. Yeah. And then I think this is his first multi touchdown game. I think Calvin Ridley has a big game in this one too. But like I said, Austin Hooper is going to absolutely thrash, yeah, dash, and smash. You're hear a lot of this Cardinals defense. Chant. Yes. You're going to see a lot of tweets from Alex on brand that says Austin Hooper is it's indeed a, ho- a Hooper. <laughs> a hooper. <laughs> this game right now that's coming up here, the 49ers and the Rams in Los Angeles, this game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, this is my uh, – oh have you ever seen a fantasy footballer? This would be my almost upset of the week. <laughs> I agree. I think I it think is my upset of the week. 49ers, man, I'm, I'm telling you. I they feel look like great. The, I feel like they're the underdogs here, and the team – just looks different. This is another game. Dare I say it? Get your popcorn ready. Yep. You're playing every fantasy relevant player. Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, George Kittle. I'm not playing any of the 49ers wide receivers. Yeah. I'm not playing Jimmy G either, unless you know one of your quarterbacks is on a bye. Yeah. I don't. Just because they run the ball too much. Right. It's more of a run heavy. Pass it off With, to George Kittle type correct, offense. That's the only time Jimmy G throws for 20 yards. It's usually to George Kittle. Right. Los Angeles Rams. Cooper Cup playing him. Brandon Cooks, how do we feel about him after a kind of a stinker where he only put up 6.6 fantasy points against Seattle Seahawks last week? Um, I'm still playing him. It's it's oh, I'm sorry, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Uh, I, yeah, I mean is he, he more of a flex? He's a flex play. He's definitely not a wide receiver. Who's who is more of a flex because we obviously know Cooper Cup is, is the, the guy. Yeah, that is. Is Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods the safer flex this I week? I think I think Robert Woods is a better flex option than Brandon Cooks this week. Um, I Just still say play all three. He's a safer floor, sure. but can still give you good upside. Right. Brandon Cooks is all upside. I think his upside is higher than than uh, Rob Woods, mm-hmm. but he also could bust for you. So. I'm not playing Jared Goff though. Uh, I would definitely if you have Jared Goff. I don't know what your QB situation is. If I had to play Jared Goff, I still would play Jared Goff. It's tough though. You know, especially seeing what this 49ers defense has been able to right. do. I'm playing the 49ers defense. Even with all those playmakers on the Rams, mm-hmm. I'm playing the 49ers defense. Yeah, they, they look really good. Richard and I'm Sherman, playing Todd Gurley, obviously. Yeah, Todd Gurley, just, he's getting all the red zone work. Yeah. So. Are we playing Mr. Everett? Gerald Everett? Um, honestly, man, I think you can... It's the Niners defense, but like if your tight end situation is not looking good... Why not? I mean, yeah. you, could, you have worse options, honestly, right. at this point. If you're a Darren Waller owner, you're playing Gerald Everett, I think. No, I, I, I'm i definitely still... Well, Darren Waller's on a bye. Oh, well, if so he's on a bye. Yeah, Dar- yeah, yeah. The Raiders are on a bye, so if you're a Darren Waller owner and you need a tight end, yeah. you're playing Gerald Everett this week, I'd say. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, if Gerald Everett's on your waiver wire and you need a buy feeling, I think it's a great buy feeling. I also think uh, if since Sam Darnold's back, I would. Sam Darnold is confirmed playing this week for the New York Jets. You know, keep an eye on Chris Herndon is all I got to say. Just because yes. he's coming back off suspension. Yes, that is a great call. Chris Herndon is off of suspension this week. Yeah. Pick him up anywhere he's available. Yeah, I, I'm trying to scoop him in like two leagues right now. When these scoop are that bad boy up because he is going to be dynamic in that Jets offense. Yeah, the, great they, call. They need a good tight end, and he's coming back. So, um, and he did pretty good. This he, Rams 49ers game though is going to be another. We've got three popcorn games this week, ladies and gentlemen. That is fun to see. Titans head to Denver to take on the Broncos. This one's going to be this ugly. Is, yeah, this is going to be This is going to be a defense. repeat type of game for the Titans as they played Buffalo last week. Just a defensive kind of smash mouth type thing. I Your main fantasy question for this game is do you start the Titans defense or do you start the Broncos defense? Titans. See, I'm starting the I'd start the Broncos. I just don't believe in Marcus Mariota, man. I'm sorry. I, that's true. I just I, I can't You could play either Marcus one Mariota. of them to be honest because like Joe Flacco like sure, when he gets the yeah. ball in the hands of the wide receivers, the wide receivers are doing the work. That's but what I think the only reason why I would think I would pick the Broncos over the Titans is because the Titans are going up against Cortland Sutton. And it just sucks Manny. for the the Broncos knowing that Bradley Chubb is out and yeah. it's all on Von Miller's shoulders. Right. And the Titans are very run heavy. They're going to hand it to Derrick Henry ninety nine out of a hundred times, and Marcus right. Mariota is just going to dink and dunk to Delaney Walker and call it a day. It's going to be low scoring, I think. For yes. Sure. Especially in Denver, that high altitude where Joe Flacco's kind of getting used to it now. You're playing Cortland Sutton. You're playing Emmanuel Sanders just because I you kind of have to. I think you use them as f- their flexes. No more yeah. flexes. Uh, Titans, it's Derrick Henry and Delaney Walker. I'm not playing any of the wide receivers. Yeah. Derrick Henry, those are two players you kind of have to play. Yeah, those are, it's those four guys. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Philip Lindsay, if you want to flex him, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah. He's been... He hooped up last week. He it's just good, tough. Good I, I would sit them both against the Titans. Against the defense. Titans, yeah. Like I said, I think your own. Because main... we kind of saw what Buffalo did. It was a 14 7 final. Right. I don't trust any type of running game against the Titans defense. So I'm sitting both of the Denver Broncos yeah. running backs. I think the defenses are mainly where you're. Yeah. You, it's it's going to be. Uh, it's just going to be a more of a real life sit down, relax, enjoy some smash mouth defense exactly. rather than anything else. The final 4 o'clock game, 425, up at the Meadowlands in North Jersey. Yes, they do not play in New York. They play in New Jersey. The Dallas Cowboys head to the Meadowlands to take on the now returning from mononucleosis. Let's go. Sam Darnold-led New York Jets. Let's go, Sammy. I don't know how he's going to look. I don't know either. just the presence of Sam Darnold alone, in my opinion, you have to think it boosts... You know the definitely boost morale, the performance and morale of Le'Veon Bell. Absolutely, Chris Herndon. Chris I'm Herndon, playing. I, this is why I would pick up Chris Herndon because yes. Chris Herndon and Sammy Darnold and Sammy D, they've had a, a decent rapport. Question so. for you: Would you rather play Chris Herndon in his first game of 2019 or Delaney Walker against the Denver Broncos? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I would. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would play. I would play um, Chris Herndon, and like I said, for me, it's because I just I don't believe in Marcus Mariota like, yeah. at all. I think he's one of the worst QBs in this league. Jets, I still think it's it's only Chris Herndon and Le'Veon Bell you're playing. You can't trust Robbie Anderson because you don't know what Sam yeah, Darnold's going to be. I wouldn't play him against the Cowboys. It's a wait and see. Yeah, you know you got to wait and see what you're going to get. Um, 
from the Cowboys, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Zeke, obviously. You fire them all up. Dak Prescott. I hate him. Uh, they're tight ends. Him. They don't really have tight ends. So Jason really Witten. Jason Witten, like. Old man Witten. I'm not playing him. <laughs> he might get you 10 points, maybe. I'd rather have Chris Herndon than Jason Witten. I'd rather have Chris Herndon as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's the, the dynamic playmakers from the Cowboys in Gallup. And Cooper, you, Zeke, for all USC heads, and so. Dak. And then uh, it's Chris Herndon and Le'Veon Bell in this game. Sunday night football out in L.A. The Pittsburgh third-string quarterback Steelers taking on the Chargers. Yeah, I am not playing. Uh, you know, obviously we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be for the Steelers right I'm now. But nobody. I'm not playing anybody, and I'm that playing, includes Juju. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I just don't think I could – Bench Juju. If I'm pl- if you're playing Juju, it's like a I have, flex. A, I have to have a good option. You're playing Juju, Juju as a flex. You know that's kind of it because a third string quarterback on the road, that's tough. You know, and yeah. it's it's nothing against Juju. It's, it's really just, on the road. It's though. the situation. It's I mean, the Chargers. They're switching time zones. That is true. So, Chargers though, Keenan Allen, you need to stop putting up stinkers. Because you're supposed to be the number one wide receiver in this fine. offense. I just traded for him, so he's going to be Stop fine. putting up stinkers. <laughs> Only 5.8 fantasy points this past week. Yeah. Phillip Rivers stunk. Uh, like I said, I think that was just a Chris Harris effect. Melvin Gordon, please do better this week. Uh, please. He's going to be more integrated into the offense, I think. I need you, Melvin. And Austin Eckler, you can still play him because the Chargers are so injured. They're playing him as a receiving running back, wide receiver, combo uh, type yeah. player. I was one of those people of the mindset, even if Melvin Gordon came back and took over the You're starting role, you could still flex Austin Eckler with each. Right. It's similar, not similar, but in the same fashion where you can play Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman. Right. So, Chargers-wise, you're playing Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, I'm not playing Philip Rivers because he's been absolutely terrible. It's kind of like the Joe Flacco thing where you play the playmakers, you uh-huh. just don't play the quarterback. Uh, and the Steelers, you're flexing Juju. I'm benching James Conner. Yeah. Because I don't know what right now, like, right? But, yeah. I mean, if say you have Tevin Coleman and James Conner like I do, I'm playing Tevin Coleman over James Conner. Yeah, I would play Tevin Coleman over James Conner. So um, if if it's David tough. Johnson doesn't play, I think I would play Chase Edmonds over James Conner too. It's tough. Um, Honestly. So, definitely tweet us on game day, though, about that decision, you know, once we get all the injury reports and everything. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm benching James Conner, which means he's going to go off for, like, 50 fantasy points and hey, I would, as a dynasty, ball out. I would love to see it, but uh, I'm not playing with it. Final matchup of Week 6, the Detroit Lions head to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers in a very important NFC North matchup. I think it's going to be a good game. This is a popcorn game. We have four popcorn games on the slate. I'm playing everybody that is relevant. You know, you're yeah. playing Kenny Galladay, playing Marvin Jones, even against that Packers defense. We we we've seen them get torched by the Eagles, mm-hmm. and Packers defense is no has been notoriously bad against the run. Yes, aka fire up carry on. Cue cue the Nate Roos carry on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, carry on Johnson must play this week. Um, you know, even the Cowboys getting away from the run this past week. They can only blame themselves. Zeke was still averaging six yards a carry yeah. against the Packers before they got away they just, from the run. They really couldn't run the ball because so, they were down by so much. You're playing carry on Johnson. You're playing Marvin Jones and uh, Kenny Galladay because 
you kind of have to with Kenny G. A lot of people drafted him as their wide receiver one or yeah. wide receiver two. Um, and I think he has the height advantage over Jair Alexander. Jair's only five foot ten. I think Kenny Galladay will. And have the Cowboys kind of exposed the Packers' passing defense this past week. Right. So I think Matthew Stafford has a chance to replicate that. I think, and I think he's going to need to too. I think. Right, and it's a Aaron divisional Rogers game. Gonna, yeah. They always get wonky. So I'm playing both of those wide receivers. Marvin Jones is more of a boomer bust type play. But Kenny G, I'm definitely playing. You definitely flex Marvin Jones. Though. Yes. Packers-wise, Aaron Jones must start. Devontae Adams, if he plays, obviously you're playing him. Yeah. MVS, how do we feel about him against the Detroit Lions defense? I don't know, man. Like, He's burned me twice, two weeks in a row. I can't play him, but like, if you want to play him, I don't blame you. The Lions secondary The official verdict, I'm benching MVS this yeah, week. I'm benching Until he proves well. otherwise, which means he'll do it this week. Yeah. I'm benching MVS. He'll go for 99 and another touchdown. Jimmy He's Graham. Sad. No. No. I'm also done Agreed. with Jimmy Graham as well. No. TJ Hawkinson if he plays. Um, Jimmy Graham and TJ Hawkinson suck because tight ends <laughs> suck. Like, we all know what the tight end landscape is. We go through this every season. There's only like five or six yep. tight ends. The rest of you pretty much throwing darts N- at a board. Neither of them, you know? in my opinion. So yeah, I don't blame you. Those are the matchups of the week. I'd rather play Gerald Everett. Yes, Gerald Everett over both of those. Um, make sure you, you make your waiver claims. Obviously, you're listening to this after your waiver's clear, but get those good players off your waiver wire. Yeah. For some reason, nobody picked them up. And look, uh, look around. Go win your matchups. Hopefully, I do better this week in both my leagues. Hopefully, too, you do friend. better thanks to this podcast. Brought to you by TrophySmack.com right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Mikey should be back next week, but hey, let us know what you thought about me and Alex holding it down here because I had a lot of fun tonight, and uh, I'm sure Alex did too. Yep, as always. Getting him back here on the network. So, as always, make sure you're following us on Twitter as well at UndergroundPHI and at goal underscore line underscore FFB. And make sure you're subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews with your fantasy football questions. We will read them on the podcast as they come in. And if you don't have an iPhone, upgrade your phone. (laughs) Or you can follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Alex. They can now subscribe slash follow us on iHeartRadio. Yes, Underground Sports Philadelphia's podcast feed is on (laughs) iHeartRadio. We did it. I am thrilled. This is the first podcast we've announced it on. iHeartRadio is now a home for Underground Sports Philadelphia. So make sure you smash that follow button on there. Listen to us on iHeartRadio. Get us on the top 100 chart on there. That'd be absolutely bonkers. That'd be amazing. Send us to the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. That'd be even more bonkers. Lose my mind. I'm sure Mikey would lose his mind. Get us there. Yes, but yes, Underground Sports Philadelphia is now on iHeartRadio, so if you listen or stream your podcast there, you can get us now. It's been a long time coming, but we are there now. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Jeez, the Sinister Six. We are out here. Uh, And you can follow Alex on Twitter, too. Alex O O underscore O Prodigy. The Prodigy Man. You can follow me at KBIZZL311. Shout out to the AOL Instant Messenger for that one. Uh, But we'll be back next week. So good luck with your matchups. And uh, Mikey will be back. And maybe Alex will be back too. So for everybody here at Underground Sports Philadelphia and 
Goal Line Fantasy Football. It's been another edition of the Goal Line Fantasy Football podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Good luck in your matchups. Peace.